And now on Radio 4, we once again present another return of the legendary Count Arthur Strong. Throughout his long and distinguished show business career, spanning from before penicillin was discovered, Count Arthur has entertained and informed audiences as varied as a local councillor. A star of light entertainment, he is now very well known for his after-dinner speaking and raconteering, and numbers the late Jimmy Clitheroe as a personal acquaintance. Join him now for this week's Count Arthur Strong's radio show. Right, let's have a look at this manual. What do we want then? Um, installation. Standby button. Right, well, I'm standing by the button. <laughs> um, press the standby button. Oh, well, they ought to make that a bit clearer. Um, press the standby button to ensure the VCR. VCR? To ensure the VCR is in the correct mode. Oh, this must be one of those idiots guys they talk about. Why anyone would pay good money for a guide written by an idiot is a mystery to me. <laughs> Press the standby button. Oh, for crying out loud, that's all I need, isn't it? Up to me neck in it. Yes, yes, I know, thank you, I'm not deaf. Street cabs. What? Street cabs. Street cabs? Oh, no, you, you've come to the wrong place. They're on Whitfield Street or street cabs. I've used them myself many times. That's how I know where they are. No, no, I'm from street cabs. Well, you should know where they are, then, if you're from there. I, I do know where they are. What are you asking me for? I wasn't asking you. Yes, you were. No, I wasn't. Well, excuse me. You're asking someone, and there's only me stood standing on my own doorstep, standing here for all to see. No, I work at street cabs, and I've... Look, I haven't got time for all this. You might think you're hilarious down the pub, with all your friends slapping you on the back, telling you how wonderful you are. But I'll tell you something. I think you'll find it's always your round, isn't it? You see, that's the sort of people you're surrounding yourself with. Acolytes and hangers-on. I've just come to... Now, if you don't mind, I'm in the middle of some pressing business. Good day. Dear me, life is a joke to some people, isn't it? Oh, what is going on now? Look, I, I think there's been a bit of a misunderstanding. Go on. Well, you booked a taxi. I have not. You are Count Arthur Strong, aren't you? All right. Just for the sake of argument, let's say I am Count Arthur Strong. Where is it I'm supposed to be going, Clever Dick? The Women's Institute on Bayswater Street. Blimey, is it time for that already? <laughs> what time is it? It's 7.45. You want to be there at 8? Oh, well, I'd better get me things together. Hang on a minute. I, I haven't had any breakfast yet, so that must mean... No, no, it's not eight o'clock in the morning you're supposed to be taking me there for. It's eight o'clock tonight, you idiot. Oh, no, no, it's definitely this morning. It is not definitely this morning. I made the booking myself, so I should know. 
I'm giving a talk about my life in show business to them. I'm not going to do that at eight o'clock on a Tuesday morning, am I? What do you want me to do? You'll have to come back. Well, I don't know whether I'm booked up or not tonight. Oh, well, in that case, if it's more convenient for you, take me now. I'll do it to a room full of empty people. <laughs> as long as you're all right. Here, let me solve the conundrum. I'll make my own flipping transport arrangements. At least then there's a glimmer of hope I'll get there at the right time. And tell street cabs to expect a telephone call regarding compensation for all the medical torment your intransigence has caused me. Good day. <laughs> Where they keep getting those half-wits from at that taxi firm? Not one of them's a clue. Uh, what was I doing? Uh, oh, here we are. This flipping manual. VCR. You know, what sometimes happens in these manuals is the Japanese do their own translating. So by the time it gets to us, it's all back to front and the wrong way up. Um, it's like Hebrew. Uh, they start at the back of the book and end up the beginning when they're writing. It's just the same thing. Oh, it would spoil a whodunit, wouldn't it? There's <laughs> eh? no point bothering. What's this? If problems persist, contact the helpline on 0845. Right, now we're getting there. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Sanko Electronics Helpline. Thank you very much. If you have a billing inquiry, press 1. No, it's not a billing inquiry. What I want... If you'd like to be added to our mailing list for any news of Sanko Electronics products, press 2. No, I don't thank you at this point. Uh, what I want to know... If you'd like to speak to one of our technicians, please stay on the line, and we'll try and deal with you as soon as possible. Oh, by crying out loud, can't you help me? I said, I said, can't you help me? Hello? What are, you, what are you doing? Hello? She's, she's put the record on. What's she done that for? Hello? That's a queer state of affairs that she would do that. Good morning. Thank you for calling the Sanko Helpline. My name's Mark. How can I help you? Well, I was talking to someone. I don't know what's happened to her. She put a record on and went. No time for customers. Plenty of time to put a record on. Uh, that was probably the music that we play while you wait for a technical assistant to become available. Well, she could have said, instead of just leaving me dangling, you can tell her from me when you speak to her that I think she's been a bit rude in her behaviour. Right. Yes, there's just a little bit of a hint of an altitude problem going on there, if you ask me. She wants to nip herself in the bud. I, I'm not saying she's doing it deliberately, but she does have an unfortunate manner for someone that answers the telephone. Well, I'll see what I can do. Is this Dominic? What? It's Dominic, isn't it? What are you talking about? A very funny Dom, nice voice. <laughs> what? Dominic? Who's Dominic? It's Count Arthur Strong here. Oh, really? Yes, really. I've got a query for you regarding some electrical equipment I've recently purchased. Yeah, go on then. Right, listen to this. Press the standby button to ensure the VCR is in the correct mode. 
If not, please perform the VCR reset procedure. Right. Well, for a kick-off, where's the standby button? Well, it depends what video recorder you've got. Video recorder? Yes, it varies from model to model. Video recorder? <laughs> yes, VCR, video cassette recorder. Oh, no, Dominic, you've got that wrong. <laughs> what do you mean, I've got that wrong? Well, it's not a video recorder I've got, it's an electric toaster. <laughs> Who is this? Does four slices, if I can get the sudden thing going. What are you reading from a video recorder manual for if it's an electric toaster you've got? The one that came with it. Well, in that case, could I suggest you take it back to the shop you bought it from? Didn't get it from a shop. I got it at the car boot sale. <laughs> £2.50 they were asking for it. Guess how much I got it for? £2.30. Oh, yes. I've always been a good barter, I have, Dominic. Look, I don't know... Oh, it just comes natural to me. You know, when I was in the Middle East doing my national service for my country, um, they all used to look to me to do all the bargaining for them in the bazaars. Taffy, uh, Flogger, uh, Windsor Davis, uh, <laughs> Melvin Hayes, Lawrence of Arabia... Um, they, they used to say I could sell camels to the igloos. Eskimos. Uh, ice cream. Ice cream to the igloos. Oh, sod it, you know what I mean. They used to say I could sell ice cream to them. 99s, oysters, chalk ices. That one where they're in a gondola. Oh, yes. Hey, I'll tell you something else. You never see a Mr. Whippy van these days, do you? Do you know why? Why? It's the ice cream wars, Dominic. The Italian Mafia. They've got their testicles everywhere. <laughs> oh, yes. was in the paper. Hey, it's like what happened to Glacier Mints, isn't it? I know who's put you up to this. It's not very funny. It's a shame you haven't got anything better to do. I'm going to put the phone down now. Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, before you go, how do you do the reset procedure? At least you can tell me that. I've not had any breakfast yet this morning. I had to put a slice of nimble in an hour ago and it's still not popped up. <laughs> Hello? kind of after-sales service is that? Oh, there were all nods and smiles at the boot sale when they sold it me. <laughs> I suppose I'd better get down the cafe then. Doesn't look like I'll be getting any toast out of that thing this morning, does it? <laughs> oh, yes, that's what I'm saying, Jerry. That's my whole point. It's funny old world, isn't it? And you don't see Mr Softy Vans as well. Um, Greensleeves, uh, they used to play. Henry VIII wrote that, you know, Jerry. Oh, yes, Henry VIII. Oh, blimey, he was a character. Um, I'll tell you something. When he sat down to write Greensleeves, I bet he never thought Mr Softy Vans would end up playing it. <laughs> Mr Softy used to play Van der Volk, not Greensleeves. Pardon me, it was not Van der Volk. Van der Volk, for your information, Jerry, was a Dutch detective on the telly. I was in an episode of that. That's how I know. I sat in a car with Vandenplas. A carnival. A Vandenplas. Excuse me, are you going to be long? I've got to get back to work. Yes, so have I. I only want two teas. All right, all right. Dear me, I don't know how you put up with it day in and day out, Jerry. Uh, let's see, then. What's on your blackboard today? Um, I will have, Jerry, double egg... Um toast and a cup of tea. Oh, no, I tell you what, um, I'll have scrambled eggs. 
Um, oh, and uh, put me a bit of bacon on as well. And uh, sausage. And um, a few beans. And some mushrooms. So a full breakfast thing? Well, not a full breakfast per se, Jelly, owing to my chosen preference for the scrambled egg over the fried. Um, from your point of view, in terms of the ingredients you were buying, I can see what you're getting at. But um, in terms of, say, the Trade Destructions Act, you're somewhere off the mark with that supposition. Now, look, it's a breakfast. Just give him a breakfast and maybe you can serve the rest of us. It is not a breakfast. Didn't you hear? I'm having my egg scrambled, clever thing. So you're not quite as clever as you think I am. But you are, as I, as I think you are. Oh, very clever. You twisted that right round, didn't you? I'll bring it over, Arthur. Thank you very much, Jerry. I'll be sitting over there. Oh, I wanted to ask you about your toaster. What about it? Do you know where the standby button's located? Oh, please. Look, can I just get a sandwich? Oh, forget it, Jerry. Forget it. I'll pick your brains later. I don't want to upset this gentleman, who's quite obviously suffering from malnutrition the fuss is making. Hello, Mrs. Howson. What can I do for you? I'll have four rations of bacon, please. That one. The streaky? Righto. Afternoon, Arthur. I'll be with you in a minute. Oh, I've not come in to buy anything, Wilf. Um, I need you to give me a lift tonight. The dozy taxi people have completely messed up the booking up. Totally incontinent. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Arthur. The van's in the garage. Yeah, we've got to have a new exhaust. Uh, that's £1.80. What's £1.80? A new exhaust? No, Mrs. Alson's bacon. What are you telling me for? Well, I'm not telling you. I'm telling Mrs. Alson. Good afternoon. Oh, for crying out loud, don't do that. What do you think you're playing at, skulking around like that? Enough to give anybody a heart attack. If you were a bit taller, I might have seen you. <laughs> I can't help being short. Well, you should advertise your presence with a brightly coloured jacket, then. <laughs> or a big hat or something. A football rattle. <laughs> Just a minute. Have you got a car? No, I walk everywhere I do. They say that's why I'm so fit. It's fascinating. As Stephen says, he's going to get me a pedalometer. Sounds like a good idea. You put them on your waistband. It tells you how far you've gone. Don't think we need telling how far you've gone, thank you. <laughs> Do you mind if I finish my conversation? 6,000 steps a day, that's how far you're supposed to walk. Why don't you just book another taxi? Oh, no, I'm not going to let them get the better of me. Fares, please. He's walked straight past me. That's funny. He's taking everybody else's fare. Maybe he thinks I've paid. Well, if he doesn't want my money, that's fine with me. Not as though it's coming out of his pocket, is it? Hey, that's me, 50 pence up on the day. I'll just read the paper. Look innocent. Uh, is he looking at me? Did he try and catch my eye, then? Well, if he comes for it, he can have it. I'll, I'll just keep reading the paper, and if he comes for it, he can have it. I've not, I've not done anything wrong. Oh, he's coming. He's coming over. Is he coming over? Oh, it's flipping hot in here, isn't it? Is he looking at me? 
I'm sure he's looking at me. He's realised. He's on to me. He knows it's me. You know, just look at the paper. Look at the paper. Bury your head in the paper. Oh, why doesn't he just get it over and done with? Come on. Come and get me. I'm ready for you. Did I, did I get your face? Stop, thief. Get him somewhere. Stop him. Ah, well done. I did a test. I did a big test for you because I, I, I work for the buses and I'm, 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 I'm testing all the conductors. Um, congratulations, you're in the top three. Um, I've, I've got to get off now. I need the lavatory. Ta-ta! Well done again. Oh, for crying out loud. Where the bloody sixpence am I? And that's language. Oh, I do need the flipping lavatory as well, just to put the final lice in on the bloody Battenberg. <laughs> oh, you! Do you know where Bayswater Street is from here? Are you in a car? Oh, yes. I'm sat in a dameless sovereign with leather seats and a walnut trim. Can't you see it? <laughs> Am I in a car? Dear me, you meet some people. Well, I didn't know. Uh, Bayswater Street is, you go up here as far as you can, when you get to the end, go left and... Until you get to the traffic lights, then it's, um, left again, then first, no, second right, doesn't matter which. Turn left at the traffic lights, and I think it's just on your left. You've got a bit of a walk, though. We're beginning to think you'd got lost. You're trying to be funny. <laughs> oh, no. I'm Mrs Edwards. I'm very pleased to meet you. Thrilled. Would you direct me to the nearest lavatory? Can I just say how delighted we are that you could address us this evening? That was absolutely marvellous. Where's your lavatory? It's not every day we have a speaker of your stature. I'm so looking forward to your talk. I'm very happy for you. Could you please tell me where to find the... We had someone you probably know not long ago. Danny LaRue. Sod Danny LaRue! Sod him! Show me where your bloody facilities are! <laughs> How would you like to be introduced? Yeah, I've written it down on some paper when I was on the lavatory. <laughs> oh, thank you. Good evening, everybody. Our speaker for today surely needs no introduction. Throughout his illustrious career at the very top of the showbiz ladder, he's become as familiar to us as a much-loved, treasured extra member of the family. I'm more delighted than I've ever been in my whole life... <laughs> ..to introduce to you Arthur Strong. It's, it's Count Arthur Strong. What did I say? You forgot the count. Oh, very well. Three, two, one, Arthur Strong. <laughs> oh, you dozy old. Ha ha! That's a good joke, isn't it? All that. We did that on, on purpose. I, I like to start with a joke or two to make the right atmospherics when I've been doing my talks. And that. Well, no exception. Um, oh, like, did you hear um, about the one where the orange ran out of juice? Oh, it's a funny one, is that? Um, two oranges having a race. One of the oranges ran out of juice and stopped. Why? Because it ran out of juice. <laughs>
Welcome, everybody, to me, Count Arthur Strong. That's the proper way to say it, not like in the joke we've done. And can I just thank you, ladies of the Women's Destitute, for that wonderfully warm welcome you've done me directly upon my entrance. You really are the most terrific bunch. I really do. You know, when I was a little lad, and I know this would be hard for some of you to understand when you think of my current celebrity status, but I used to suffer from low self-esteem about myself personally. And I could never have imagined that the voice I am hearing now would be the one in which I'm uh, speaking to you. Um, I could never imagine that. So, in 1947, the Variety Theatre was in its heyday. My Memory Man act was the talk of the West End. And up until then, no one had ever done that before. Not with seven balls, anyway. <laughs> now, you'll all remember my films I've done. Like Bridge Up the River Kwai, of course. The Bride of Frankincense. Uh, Stein. Uh, Frankenstein. And, of course, the award-winning film, The Man who had some shoes. <laughs> but what you may not know, ladies, is that in 1962, I came very close to playing the part of James Bond in the film Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Dr. No-Little. Oh, sod it. Um, Dr. No. Um, oh, and another interesting fact you won't know is the man that done all the Bond films, the producer, discovered the vegetable broccoli and named himself after it. <laughs> Chubby broccoli. Now then, that's a conversation stopper next time you have a dinner party. <laughs> oh, do you know, I remember that audition for Dr. No Little as though it were tomorrow. <laughs> I recall that when I got there, there were already one or two young hopefuls waiting. Morning. Cold out, isn't it? Slipping freezing. Say, it's cold out, isn't it, this morning? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Have you come far? Edinburgh. Blimey. I hope you got them to agree to pay your travel before you set off, because they'll try and get away with it. Um, Count Arthur Strong, by the way. Though you don't need me to tell you that, do you? You recognised me straight off, didn't you? I could tell that when I walked through the door. Pleased to meet you. Connery. Sean Connery. Delightful. What uh, part are you up for, then, scene? <laughs> Bond. James Bond. Oh, there must be some mistake there. That's the part I'm doing. It's all been finalised as that. I think they must have got you here for one of the small other parts, you know, a henchman or a chauffeur or something. Um, there's been a breakdown in communications there, if you ask me. No, it's probably not worth you waiting. Um, oh, I'll tell you what, scene. I'll put in a word for you when I go in. See if we can sort out a line or two. Who's next, please? Oh, you wouldn't mind if I jumped in front of you, would you? Only I'm up for an episode of Bootsy and Snudge this afternoon. <laughs> and uh, time is of the essence. Thank you so much. Come on, you. Lead the way. Count Arthur Strong. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, can you stand on that mark and speak the line directly into camera? My name's Bond. James Bond. Lovely to meet you, James. What mark was that? 
half a step to your left. I'm not James Bond. Why did you say you were, then? I didn't. Yes, you did. You just said you were James Bond. No, no, that's the line you've got to say. My name's Terry. What line is that, then? Look, can you just stand on the mark and speak directly into the camera? The line we want you to say is this line, My name's Bond, James Bond. Well, why didn't you say that at the first place? In your own time. <clears throat> oh, what was the line, please? James? <laughs> Terry, my name is Terry. Terry, my name is Terry. How was that? No, 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 no. look. Just the line I said, the exact line. My name is Bond, James Bond. My name is James. James Bond. Look, please, can you just listen to me? I need you to speak a line, and it's very important you say it properly, exactly as I ask you to say it. There's no need to take that tone. I'm, I'm sorry, it's been a very long morning. Could, could you just look straight into the camera for me and say, My name is Bond, James Bond. My name is James Bond. Lovely to meet you. No! No, look... Please, just say the line exactly as I told you to. I think if you paid attention, you'll find that's exactly what I'm doing. Now, what is the line you want me to say? My name is Bond. James Bond. There you are. That wasn't so difficult, was it? <laughs> You're supposed to be saying it. I've said it about a dozen times. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. You have, haven't you? Yeah, and they're all marvellous. So, yeah, thanks very much for coming in. Really, really, thank you. Well, thank you, James. Nice to meet you. Um, you can let me know through Laura Trafalgar, of Laura Trafalgar Associates. Uh, then we'll take it from there. Good day to you, and I look forward to hearing from you tomorrow. 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 Unfortunately for the broccoli people, I got the job in Bootsy and Snudge, so I had to turn Dr Nobody down. And the rest, as they say, is geography. It's a geometry. Histrionics! Um, so there you have it. Colourful recollections from my life in the biz we call showbiz so far. Thank you for listening to what I spoke. Are there any questions? Anything at all? Anything you want to know about? Yes, you, with your hand up. When are you going to give the orange juice out? What orange juice? You said you had some orange juice. I never did. Well, that was a joke, you dozy so-and-so. I haven't got any orange juice. I only stopped at the end because I was thirsty. Oh, well, terribly sorry to have inconvenienced you. I didn't have any toast this morning, but you don't hear me banging on about it night and day, do you? Right, that's it. I've had enough. Um, and on that note, I bring this fascinating question-and-answer session to a close. <laughs> Good evening. Now, who do I say about my 50 quid plus travel? <laughs> Right, that's the kettle on, and that's my toast. In, let's have another look at this. Fast forwarding. Ooh, you can fast forward toast. What would you think next? Now, that's progress going forward before you for a change. So, put a slice of nimble in and press to close drawer. Oh, what's, what's that? What's happening there? Stop it! Think of next. 
smoke? Where's that smoke coming from? Oh, sod it. Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Joanna Neary, Alistair Kerr and Dave Manfi. The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at Comedia Brighton, is produced by John Leonard and Mark Radcliffe and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operation production. <laughs>